I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. Today we are studying Jesus' instruction to the 12 disciples. This is found in Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 through 11, verse 1. It is also found in Mark chapter 6, verses 7 through 13, and in Mark chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. Again, we'll be reading in Matthew chapter 9, beginning in verse 36. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics or sandals or a staff. For the laborer deserve his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpent, serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to the courts and flog you in their synagogues and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and father his child, 
and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next, for truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, and for the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than any sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to this earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set men against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemy will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my name's sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he's a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and the one who receives a righteous person because he's a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he's a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Wow, this is a amazing section. There's a lot to cover, and in our short episode, we don't have time to cover everything. I would encourage our readers to spend some time, you know, maybe do devotions this week in, in these uh, verses and, and find all the little nuggets that God is sharing with us. I'd like to start with a remark. The fact that the whole chapter 10, the instruction of the twelve is the response of a need. Mm -hmm. In chapter 9, the last uh, verses, 35 through 38, 
Jesus saw the crowds. He had compassion of them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And he decided to multiply himself. Mm -hmm. Remember, we talked about a strategy of discipleship, how Jesus Christ um, started um, collecting this group of disciples, some at their own initiative, others were invited by Jesus Christ. And from those, now he appointed 12 to train them. And the whole chapter 10 is um, the instruction, the lectures, mm -hmm. where to go, uh, how to behave, what to say, uh, how to react. Uh, what to expect. What to expect, yes. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ said uh, in verse 37, chapter 9, said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Every time we hear these verses, we think about praying for others. Mm -hmm. But how about if we start praying for ourselves first? Well, and I can say this verse is a verse that I use all the time as a pastor. You know, it's hard running a church full of volunteer labor because sometimes they move away. Sometimes um, they're not able to continue the task. And I can tell you every single time we've had a need, we've prayed to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. And without a doubt, he sent forth someone. Um, you know, I, I think of a time where we needed a pianist. Uh, and we lost our church pianist. We didn't have anyone to play. And so we prayed. And one of the young children in our church came to me and said, I'll play. Hmm. And I had to give them the easiest songs. Eventually, I just told them to choose songs. Uh, but today, they teach piano to others. And, and they're phenomenal. And, and God equipped someone willing to serve. Mm -hmm. um, so this is, this is something that I've had live out in my life, that we pray that God will send laborers. Based on this story, I hope that uh, that young guy was praying the same prayer, right? Yeah. Um, Lord, I'm praying that uh, more laborers will be, you know, cast out or sent to the harvest. And please, you can start with me. Yeah. All right. So what does this passage tell us about God? Through Jesus Christ, we see a strategy for reaching the world, mm -hmm. for making disciples. This is the third Galilean tour of Jesus Christ. Um, that uh, each tour it's introduced by this expression and he went through all their villages and cities to preach the gospel and do this and that. And each time Jesus Christ saw more and more need. And he said, now is the moment to multiply myself. Mm -hmm. And he trained the 12. And we're going to see in the future, he trained another groups of 12, another 72. So in total, there are 84. And uh, Jesus Christ sent them to exactly replicate his ministry, yeah. to preach first, and after that, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and to cast out demons. Everything Jesus Christ did so far is being uh, multiplied in the life of the disciples. And I like how this uh, story ends, that after the disciples left, he himself went to other places to preach the gospel and, and do the same. And I think that's the same thing for me that, that I was going to share is, 
that God is not all about doing it himself. He's willing and he desires to labor with us, to share the load. And and it's not that he's asking us to do something he's not willing to do. Mm-hmm. That, as you said, when, when Jesus sent out the 12, Jesus went and did the same thing. Uh, he went in and worked as well. And so um, that, that's exactly how it's speaking to me. So how is this passage speaking to us today and what are we going to do about it? How can we share it with others? We have in the middle of chapter 10 a couple of sections about the cost of discipleship. Mm -hmm. If you are one of the 12 or the 84 or millions and millions of Christian disciples later throughout the centuries, you have to be ready to put Jesus Christ number one in your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had moments in my life when I had to sit down, to close my eyes, to talk to God, and to rank priorities in my life. And Jesus Christ said, you have to place me and my ministry above your closest relationships in life with your parents, with your children. Not that we have to forget about them and uh, do not fulfill our responsibilities for them. It is that Christ has to be above those relationships. And I like this uh, idea. Uh, I was reading and listening to you once again. And why Jesus Christ talks about relationship between mother and daughter and between mother-in-law and Mm daughter-in-law. So talking to women, it is receiving Christ where you are still living with your parents. Yeah. Or you can receive Christ later after you get married, uh, during your adult life. No matter the stage of life you are in, you have to do this exercise of ranking and prioritizing God, moving him to number one in your life. Yeah. Let's pray. Father God, we want to move you to number one in our life. Amen whether we live out home without parents, whether we have our own families, whether we're living alone or living with friends. Father, whatever situation we find ourselves in, may we surrender our lives to you. We pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. And as Gabriel said, we pray that you make us those laborers as well. Amen. That we can do a work that Um, helps to share the good news that Jesus Christ died for our sins and that he's coming soon. We ask these things in his name. Amen. Amen.